This may be harder than you think. Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com and by IB Geocaching Supplies. The best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com and by Cashly. Cashly is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Well, hey, everyone. It's time for Geocache Talk. We're either at work, in the car, or wherever you are, we hope you enjoy the show. Please give a like and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play so that you can get all the weekly Geocache Talk goodness. A big thanks to the Travel Bugs for the music and our patrons, Doug Jones, Joshua and Caleb Slinkard, Tom Brotherman, Jeff Arbaugh, Deborah Burris, Joshua the Geocaching Vlogger, Nick Hubbard, Andrew Tiepkin, Cecilia Perez, Sydney Sawyer, Valena Mahar, Jane Jewell, Dano Pugach, Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, Zach Fick, the Deadliest Cashers, Tim Turrell, Neil Moore, Molly the Geocaching Dog, D and David Vickery, Adam Labanowski, and our new patrons, Lori Post, Peter Stepanik, and the No Co Geocachers. If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocache talk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins, and other geocaching swag during the year, as well as invites to special events only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, let me start by welcoming my co-hosts, Sydney Sawyer. Good evening, everyone. And Jesse Lunsford. Good evening. And happy Mother's Day to all our moms out there. Hope you had a good day and got to spend some time with family and such. Uh, and so that was great. Jesse, you you guys had a good little celebration, didn't you guys? We did. Uh, Christy, so we celebrated Mother's Day for her and, you know, flowers and stuff like that and baseball for this weekend. And then today we uh, chose to go down to Pikes Peak and take my aunt down there too. So she's living up here now with us. So she hadn't been to Pikes Peak yet. So we took her down there and did a little bit of cashing and hanging out and, you know, eating the special donuts that you get on top of Pikes mm-hmm. Peak that they can't make you anywhere else. So yummy. Uh, they're calorie free <laughs> because they're above 10,000 feet. So exactly. <laughs> but uh, we got some, uh, we found some caches that, that lend right to tonight's story. So, Oh, we'll good, good. Later. Yeah. And Sydney remembers those those uh, being up at Pikes Peak. Yeah, I, I didn't get to have the donuts, sadly. So now I'm just thinking about, <laughs> man, I really wish I had some of those donuts. Exactly, they're magic donuts. But you went to you were in Buffalo this Kelly week. Free. You were in Buffalo this weekend, right, Sydney? Yes, I was also spending time with family. Uh, I did find a couple geocaches. Uh, I did a, a, a virtual there that's been on my list. So, oh, nice. awesome! Yeah, we uh, we were down in Nacogdoches, Texas, for uh, my son's graduation, and um, we had like a little Mother's Day thing too. So we had a for for 
Susan and uh, other moms that were there with us. So that was cool. So um, real quick, we want to do a quick update about history caches that we did last week. We had a lot of conversation <laughs> during, yeah. during, before, during, and after. We had a lot of um a lot of people sent in and I really, we really do appreciate that. We had some great conversations, uh, with a lot of, uh, of a great cashers. And so that was really fun to kind of talk to everybody and get that excitement. We had some people that were like, that's silly. It's a crazy idea. It's like, that's okay. We're, we're thinking we're talking, you know, and that's, if you don't like the idea, that's fine. You know, it's, uh, at least something to, to, you know, to talk about. And so Jesse, you want to give a quick update on what we know about uh, going forward, some items about history caches. Yeah. And it's funny that, you know, some people think it's odd. That's, that wouldn't be any fun. That wouldn't work. They probably would think the same thing if we were having this discussion prior to earth caches being to come out, who would go get a cache for geology? Mm -hmm. I think the same thing is history. And once these uh, come to life, people will be having the same conversation about something else later. And, uh, some of the listeners that sent information in, and we won't we won't get into the whole thing because we talk about it the whole show again. But um, they had some very viable ideas and some connections. So we had two or three people that didn't just send in comments; they sent in uh, full fledged ideas of how to move this forward. So I, I, it may come to fruition mm -hmm. in, in the near future. Yeah, yeah, we 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 have a path, and we have sort of uh, uh, we've heard through the grapevine through another show where they had some conversation about um, the possibility as long as I think as long as something like it has a backing from right. an organization sort of like uh, you know earth caches has a backing behind you know, with the geological society so that's I, I think it's uh, I think it's I think it is viable as long as it's done right I think we'll all be happy about it as long as something quality comes out and there's some quality control so we don't run into the same problem as they had before, then I think it's could work. Yep. Um, so another quick note that came in um, was a uh, where in the world is Signal the Frog, and it was from Canada. And as part of the celebration, you can earn the Canada Day 2017 souvenir, and we all love those souvenirs. By hosting or attending an event on Saturday, July 1st or Sunday, July 2nd, uh, it says we're excited to join Canadians in celebrating, and we are, so help, thank you, thank you Canada for, and all our Canadian friends out there uh, who listen to the show. Um, so we, have a, we have a bunch, a surprisingly, yeah, yeah other than the U.S., uh, Canada, uh, our Canadian uh, friends uh, are like one of our largest groups, uh, largest countries as far as listening to the show. So, uh, again, thanks, thanks for being there. And, uh, we're going to celebrate with you guys, um, this, uh, your birthday, uh, this July. We hope that others do as well. And so my question to you two is, are you planning a special event for that weekend? Cause you can do it either Saturday or Sunday to get the souvenir, uh, but you have to either attend an event or host an event. I, I, it's funny because this uh, my emails were backed up. Cause I, it's been a really busy time at work and everything else right now. And I got the first email that I opened out of the big list of emails was uh, an event notification for Canada's birthday. I was like, why is somebody doing this? I don't even know. That's a, I hadn't seen one of those before. 
I was like, okay, that's weird. I guess, you know, some people moved into the area or just decided to make this an event. And then I opened this one about the, the signal, the frog thing. It's like, Oh, now that makes sense. So there are some events around here, but I didn't know why Canada became so popular all of a sudden. Right. (laughs) Sydney, you're going to drive the five minutes across the border to get into Canada. Not, not quite five minutes, but, um, (laughs) I was just going to say, I kind of saw this coming. There's been a lot of chat about a souvenir for Canada Day. All the Canadians want a souvenir for mm-hmm. for their Canada Day. So I kind of I kind of got the feeling this might happen. Um, but I'm not sure what my plans are yet. I think because that's the weekend of our Independence Day as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we might be going somewhere. I don't know yet. Um, I don't know. So we'll Could see be- what what comes of it. Could make like a combo maybe of some kind, make it a fourth of July. Uh, it's on or, the list. Canada yeah. is on the list of places to go, but there's lots, lots of places I want to Yeah. Go. Cause I mean, that's, you probably will end up with events. I mean, there's, you know, events anywhere, but you could probably end up actually being, I mean, you, I know you're, I always joke about the fact that you're in Canada, but you're, you're not too far. I mean, you could, I mean, it's, it would take a trip. Cause like you said, you got to go kind of around the lake and stuff to get, into where you can get up into Canada, but still, I mean, with some planning, you could probably go that weekend, but right. Uh, yeah, we were considering, um, maybe going to Toronto for the weekend. Um, but it's, you know, we have the dog and we didn't want to take the dog to Toronto because we wanted to do things without the dog for once. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but we can't find anybody to watch the dog that weekend. So we're, we're I mean, so, well, you guys, you want to come watch the dog for me? Sure. Yeah. FedEx it down here. We'll take care of it. (laughs) So all of our excuses are thrown out now because the best excuse just came up in the chat room. Okay. Uh, Islander in the chat room said, thinking about hosting one, but could be a challenge since on Canada Day, I'll be in Western Ukraine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That blows all of our excuses out of the water at this point. It does. Well, um, (laughs) we let the Canadian won't even be in Canada. No. It won't even be in English. Peter, Peter goes to uh, he goes to the Ukraine, I think I think it's once a year, uh, and so. But Peter, you could easily you know you can be in Ukraine, set up an event. Come on, you've done it before, so you could you know. There's no excuses there for that. Make a Canada Day. You'll have the cra- people going scratching their head, going, "Why is it Canada Day in Ukraine? I don't understand this." So. <laughs> or just host an event and just don't even mention Canada. Yeah. Say. I'm here visiting or whatever. Just <laughs> happened to make it that day. Well, I guess it doesn't have to say anything about Canada Day in the title. If no, in an odd area, just say whatever in the title. Yeah, no, it it doesn't. But you know, she call it Donnerstag just to really confuse people. <laughs> now that's confusing enough for everyone. <laughs> what is this? Why is it on Thursday? It has to really, be on really, Thursday. Really, really late Donnerstag event. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. Well, it's enough enough shenanigans from you two. Let's jump right into show number 49 for Sunday, May 14th, as we talk about challenges, challenge, challenge catches. So here we go. Um, how challenges started? How did these how, how did we get to this? Well, we'll get to where we're at now. But how did this whole thing begin? I don't know. I tried to research and couldn't find exactly the real story. I, I know there's some challenges that go back a long way, like uh, some of the classic challenges like Fizzy and mm-hmm. Jasmine and some of those, but those weren't the first ones. So it's kind of hard to find out. As, I, I don't know the answer to what the very first challenge cache was. 
haven't been able to find it yet. Cool. I'm not you, sure you either. I th- mm. think it's probably fizzy, maybe. I'm not sure if that's true. Because or... I have not been around that long. <laughs> I started in 2014, so I really... I know in, 2000, no in 2006, there was, um, I think, in the stats, even in 06, they had the 365-day or 366-day grid. Mm-hmm. So I think that's always... I think that's been there... I, I'm trying to remember, but I'm pretty sure it's been there at least since 06. So we, so we may have to have one of our wonderful... Um, listeners uh who knows more about the possibility of this may have to help us out i posed that question in the chat room so we'll see what else we'll see what we get from there cool do some research on that for us yeah we know that we're and we're really kind of focusing on what the more modern state of challenges tonight anyway so we are we are and um we should i'm gonna i'm gonna jump down with you guys for a moment because we probably need to talk about at least what are the classic challenges and then we'll kind of come back to some of the things that have occurred. So what are some of the classic challenges that people are like, may not realize are challenges. They sort of assume that well, they're there, but when you stop and think about it, they really are challenges. So what are some of those? We already mentioned a couple, uh, but I'll start with the first one on the list because it ties in today to the mm-hmm. cache that we found. Um, Jasmine is a, one of the most popular challenges and that's, uh, to qualify for that one, you have to find a cache that was hidden in every month since geocaching started. So back to May of 2000, uh, you only have to find one each month and it can be anywhere, uh, up until the present day. So, um, now some of those, uh, just the strict Jasmine you can do if you're living in the United States, you can do that without leaving the United States. Uh, in other countries, I don't know if you can do them all without making a trip to the U.S. or not. I know that some countries, and I'm I'm very much support this, and that is they've created sort of their own Jasmine for their country mm-hmm. because that's kind of a cool idea. So, like, if you live in Ireland, let's say where, where right. Sarah, Sarah is, they have kind of a version of it or a European version of it to kind of make it a, a sort of a, 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 a type of challenge. But um, I, like you said, I, I don't think you can um, complete Jasmine uh, somewhere else completely. I don't think. No, and I know true. that you can complete it three times without leaving the United States. The fourth time you have to leave the United States um, and the first two people that have done that are he- from here in Colorado. Um, and they were both at MOGA also. Um, I, I don't think it's possible to do a fifth time. I- I'm pretty no. sure four is the only thing you can do. Not right. currently. So unless you've found a cache uh, that's old, that's been archived, mm-hmm. you can't get it anymore. Nice. There's only four left from the month of August in the year 2000. So unless you already had it. You can't right get it now, so there's three of those in the U.S. and one in Sweden oh, for okay. that month. Yeah, that's right. So, so if you want to get the fourth, uh, four times over, you need to go to Sweden. Wow! And for Jasmine, so when people finish that, they go to their second loop and third loop, like many of sure. the other challenges. So, okay. And then one of them that a lot of people see, but a lot of people may not know the name or how it came about. But it's uh, it is called Fizzy. But uh, mm-hmm. Sydney, tell us a little bit about Fizzy. 
So fizzy is uh, the fizzy grid is also the difficulty and terrain grid. Um, it, it was named fizzy after a geocacher whose name is Fizzy Magic. He's the one that came up with this challenge, I believe. Yep. Um, so that's why they call it that. But a lot of people just call it your DT grid. Find uh, at least one cache with every possible difficulty and terrain combination. There are 81 uh, possibilities. If you start at one and go to five, and then it goes up by obviously 0.5 increments. So you have 81 uh, mm -hmm. different grids to fill there. That yeah. one is pretty hard. I don't know if it's harder. Do you think that one's harder than Jasmer or do you think Jasmer is harder? Um, it depends on where you are. So um, Jasmer requires a lot of travel and depends on kind of how you cache. So you can never finish Jasmer in one state. You can finish Fizzy in one state. That's true. However, in some areas, there's not all those 81 combinations. So you still have to travel. Um, but now Jasmer, none of those are really hard caches. So fizzy by the very nature of it, some of those have to be hard caches. So I think it's kind of, they're both pretty equal and challenged depending on how you cache. Okay. Yep. Very cool. Um, you know, and that's, uh, you know, for me, uh, it, it also comes down to, and we'll kind of get into more of this as we go, but it's because, uh, uh, you know, Cindy's asking which one's harder, but also a good question to ask is which one are you, would you like to do? I mean, uh, I personally am more currently, Susan and I are more interested in, in finishing Jasmer than finishing Fizzy. Now, one day we might change and decide, let's go ahead and finish Fizzy. We've never finished Fizzy, but Jasmer, we're getting closer to it we're down to a, a, a reasonable amount for jasmer old old you know the old ones so mm -hmm. now there's <clears throat> there's a couple others uh and we talked about them for a second which are a minute ago which is the 366 uh 365 streak or or 366 streak is kind of seen i think as the the true streak which is weird because challenges what's the deal again with that jesse about they don't let you use 366 yeah the current limit on the new challenges is 365 day streak which doesn't even account for leap year so right. that's the longest you can do right now is a 365 day streak which is way too much anyway but in the challenge that's a story right that's a whole yeah. <laughs> doing, yeah doing that is a whole other that's a whole other story that's a, that's another show that we're going to do is doing a streak for that long and what it what it means and all that but um so there's some other ones where we want to get mm -hmm. more into the meat of this thing but there's 366 found and hidden is kind of cool there's some other um some other screens that you can kind of use uh to to work on challenges and something that will we again won't get into completely tonight, but the three of us are very big fans of Project GC, mm -hmm. uh, and we're not going to slam GSAC because I have a lot of friends who are GSAC fanatics, and that is fine. GSAC is a lot of fun too to have. For this argument or for tonight, we're just going to talk mostly about Project GC because of the fact that. Project GC is tied in now at geocaching.com for challenges. So, um, uh, Delorme County States, what do y'all think about that one? 
some people are really into it. Um, it's obviously a lot easier for some states than others. Uh, for instance, Rhode Island only has a handful of counties, and then there's Texas that has hundred something. Two hundred something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So if you live in a state like Rhode Island, you could get your counties or Delorum quite easily. But if you live in Texas or Colorado, even or New York has quite a few as well, that it's it gets pretty hard. And uh, that's not something I'm actively working on. But if I know I'm going through a new county in my state, then I'll find a cache there just for the sake of it. But I don't know if I'll ever finish that one. Can, can you explain real quick, Sydney, what a Delorme, Delorme map sure. is? So this comes from a book called the Delorum Maps. It's a physical book, and they have one for every state. And uh, each page in the book is like a rectangular hunk of the state so that, you know, if you mm-hmm. get more detail on your map pages and you don't have a, a whole big area on one page. So basically the Delorme grid is to find a cache on each one of those pages from this book. So it's kind of like counties, but it's it's more of just these random rectangles that fill up your whole state. <laughs> yep. And sometimes when you get to the the weird parts of your state, there's only like a little chunk, a little yep. circular <laughs> chunk that's right. in the square. And so you have to find a cache that's in this one little section. Yep. So that one that one's pretty interesting, but it's kind of hard to find the info for. It is. And we haven't even started working on the Delorme. We're doing the counties because that's a lot easier to track. Mm-hmm. And states is another one, you know, find all the all 50 states. Right. So that's a pretty hard one. You got to travel a lot. Right. Um, there's a really hard one that was mentioned in the in the chat room, mm-hmm. but it's worth bringing up because it shows a different type of it's the streak of fines being longer than your streak of no fines. Oh, so I've yeah, seen those in a few one. places. I will never qualify for that one. I don't know. I don't know if you even know what your streak of no fines is. Oh my gosh. No, mine, mine is, I'm gonna go, I'll look it up real quick while y'all, um, that is, that is a crazy, I mean, that's a great idea though. It, not for me. It's not, Do no. you know what yours is, Sydney? My longest slump is I think 20, something days you can one, Feb- that's one february awesome. that was really cold and um my my streak is not that long but i could if i wanted to but i don't think i want to mine so is our, go ahead. Ours, ours is 251 days that sounds like a lot until <laughs> until you see that's why, I, that's why i went second 19 days <laughs> oh so, I, I have a friend that can beat that, say that say i that have one. a friend that found his first cash in 2010 or something and then didn't find his second cash until 2014 or something like that Mm. so he's got like a thousand something day slump yeah he probably won't get that challenge no but that's okay you don't have to get every challenge it's not for everybody (laughs) right but the the last one that we had listed down because people have brought it up in the chat room is the 365 uh find caches on all the days of the calendar that they were hidden and find one on every day of the calendar so right. they sound similar, but they're different. They are. And Project GC helps you track those pretty easy. So, but yeah. it was mentioned a few times in the chat room. So no, those are those are great ones. And the, you know, like I said, yeah, Project GC gives you those grids. In fact, did you sign when you were down visiting with me to go to the Texas Challenge? Did you sign one of those that was like a four grid 
mm-hmm. three grid. I, I explain. Uh, somebody created a challenge based on that, right? Yeah, I think we signed a three grid and a four grid challenge. Um, the three grid, I think, was Jasmer, Fizzy. So Jasmer, Fizzy, and the two three sixty five grids okay. found on and placed on. Um, and you could pick three of the four for the three one and four of the four for the oh, other one. Okay. So those are pretty neat. That's kind of getting them all, all together. Right. So let's talk a little bit about, um, we'll call it, uh, before the moratorium and then after the moratorium, because something happened, uh, a year ago. We're, we're almost to a year now, but there was... When they came back. Yeah, so, when they came back. Yeah. So geocaching.com put a moratorium on creating new challenges. So, Jesse, talk us a little bit through what, what, we, what happened with this. So, from what I can understand, and I, and I agree with the why they got rid of challenges for a while they were having a problem so it was a small amount so challenge caches were a small amount of actual the overall caches but it was an overwhelming amount of the time that reviewers were taking to to get caches published and and complaints they were dealing with because challenges were getting to like you know find my cat's favorite 10 food flavors named into a geocache it was getting really weird with all the stuff that you know find caches near my house or, you know, mm-hmm. all these weird things, spelling out names and all this weird stuff. And then they're really subjective. Like, like one of the really popular things is those cemetery caches, especially down where you are. Right. So people were saying, well, find a cache near a cemetery. Well, that's subjective. And then what's a cemetery? What's not, you know, if it's one headstone in there or that cemetery doesn't count. Mm-hmm. So that reviewers were dealing with a lot of stuff like that. And they finally just said, we have so many complaints. We're going to put a moratorium on it. No new caches are published. None of the old ones go away. Um, and we'll take a year and decide if we're going to bring them back out. Yep. And that pretty much tracks with the official word from them as well. Right. And now um, back under the old moratorium or old rules, I guess, mm-hmm. I think, uh, uh, Sydney, you created one, right? I have one from. Did you, did you create in the old system? Right, I own I own one altogether, and it was submitted and published before the moratorium happened. And what is that one about? If you would. So share. the one I own is to find uh, a cache that was published on the day you found your first cache. So, for instance, I found my first geocache on what is it, August twenty sixth. 2014. So in order to qualify, I would have to find a cache that was published on that day. Oh, other than your, Oh, Oh, right, right, right. Cause that's the day you started. So that's the right. day you need. Okay. That's pretty, ver- that's pretty easy to verify. So if you got an FTF for your first cache, you're already qualified. Right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but I did not. So <laughs> that's a good challenge though. That's kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. Now, how many, how many, Jesse, did you create in the old system? Do you remember? Uh, maybe a dozen-ish. Okay. Maybe maybe 10 to 12 and under the old, but they're all gone now. They're I got all, rid of them a while back, yeah. Oh, okay. Not because of the challenge, but because of where they were and construction. 
Mm-hmm. So I just never brought them back uh, and didn't bring any back until the new challenges came back. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, so geocaching.com was, uh, moratorium was on for, it was about a year, wasn't it? It was over a year. Over a yeah. year. And then all of a sudden, poof, we're back. And they came back with some certain mm-hmm. rules um, that included Project GC as the verifying uh, group for your challenges. So um, both of y'all kind of walk us through what all you got to do now. Okay. Yeah, so there's a lot of new rules. Um, obviously, we mentioned uh, Project GC is involved with challenge caches now. Um, all new challenge caches have to have a Project GC challenge checker. Okay. That uh, so Project GC has these codes and scripts that they use, and they run it for you know through their API, and they check to make sure you qualify for this challenge. So new challenge caches have to be something statistics based and that can be you know pull in the information can be pulled from geocaching.com so it can't be stuff like find a cache uh that has such and such in the name because they can't really do a, a query for that you know in their coding cool right so kind of if you're walking through the new challenge like from beginning to end you would start well, start with a cache page because you need a GC number and then request a checker to be built. And they're great. So the people, whoever they have actually building those checkers at Project GC, they're awesome. I mean, they can return stuff super quick and uh, they don't pass any judgment on whether it's a good challenge or not. They just oh, okay. type it up. You can even have one for the old ones. They'll build you one for an old challenge. Um so, so, so you, you submit it. Is there a form for that, or where do you, uh, is is there a form on Project GC for that, or there is? So under the challenges and under okay. challenge checkers, there's a forum for it. Okay, cool. And uh, you put in your GC number, your geocaching name, and tell them, describe to them, in, in as much detail as you can what you wanted to do. So, um, like the first challenge that I put out, I had it ready and waiting for for the day that the challenges came back. So I got it published on that first day. Mm-hmm. It was to a, attend an event in 10 different states or countries. Okay. So when I went on, I said, hey, here's what I want for a challenge. I want you to be able to check it for 10 different events of any type that they've attended anywhere. You know, just 10 different locations, either states or countries. You put in the GC number. As soon as it's ready, it emails you back. And it says your challenge checker is ready. Go check it to make sure it works and that the output is correct. And they give you an HTML code and you just plug it into your page. And that's, it's up and working. That's it's awesome. that quick. Yeah, it's they're really good about it, and and they'll work with you, you know, and make sure they understand how it's supposed to be built because it's coding, and obviously any right. little thing can make it turn out differently. Um, but then you just post it into your page and build the rest of it. So now, based on so, okay, well, I get I'm well, I don't want to jump ahead because we're going to talk about how you would ask somebody. So like, if I wanted to go do one. Mm-hmm. We'll get into that in a minute. So, okay. so you build this, um, you build this, add it to the code and all that. And so, but you still haven't gotten, after that, you still haven't got it. Uh, it's not published yet. Nope. Okay. So just like publishing any other cache. And if you're going to do something that's newer for the area, 
the first thing I would recommend even before you get to that step is email your reviewer and say, here's the challenge I want to do. Would you publish this? Because okay. um, if you're pushing the envelope any or trying something new that you haven't seen before, there may be a reason why it doesn't fit in the new rules. And we haven't really talked about the new rules, but um, there are certain things like the letters in the name that aren't allowed. Um, so before you even have a checker built, mm-hmm. the first thing I would typically do is email the reviewer and see if it's even going to fly you know, before you spend any more time on it. Well, okay, so let's take a moment. If you let's go back then and talk about then some of the the some of the rules. I think would be good to to review. Um, we don't spend a lot of time on every rule, but what are what are some basic what are some basic things that you you need to be aware of? Sydney, you want to so, okay. yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, um, so their main thing is it has to be verifiable via your statistics on geocaching.com. So those are things like things we mentioned. Your fizzy grid is a statistic tracked on geocaching.com. Your um, fines in, I I believe it it does it. I don't know if geocaching.com does counties, but they are allowing counties to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. They're also still, Jasmine is still verifiable from your statistics and things like um, uh, the 366 calendar, mm-hmm. like find a cash on every calendar day. The things that aren't allowed are you can't have a streak longer than 365 days, mm-hmm. which is what they came up with. It's kind of weird because you could verify, you could verify that you've right. done, a, done a thousand days or something, but anyway, go so ahead. they're, they're, what I heard was their reasoning for this was because they they don't want, I guess, people to be, like, so set on, I have to find a cache every day for the next thousand days, and then people kind of get bored with it, or then it's not really fun anymore. It's, for some honest, people, it might be, but yeah, I know... That's not really any of their business, though. No, but... I- I can kind of understand why they're doing that. One of the other things that they say that you can't do is you can't have a challenge that requires anybody to own a cache. Um, the reasoning behind that is people would put out caches or events just to meet certain criteria. Oh, okay. And they wouldn't be trying anything for quality. So like if you did a challenge that you had to own 10 or one of the big ones for before is publish earth caches or own so many caches or whatever, they said their thinking there is people will just put out junk just to right. get it out there for a while and to qualify for the challenge and then get rid of it. Okay. I gotcha. Which makes sense in a way. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm semi okay with that. <laughs> what, <laughs> what about uh, something we did uh some of us did while we were in uh at Moga this year. Moga, Moga, Moga. Uh we did uh icons is something mm-hmm. that we, we had a lot of fun running around town and we did uh, 10 plus we did some other stuff but uh, can I can I set up a challenge for 10 icons nope no they don't other than other than streaks less than 365 days they don't allow any time limited challenge caches meaning, find so many caches in a day or so many types in a day or 
you know, uh, find this many caches in a month. Hour, or 24 hour period or something. Yes, yeah, something like that. That is not allowed anymore. Mm. No, there's, there are some things that are not allowed, but there's still a lot. Oh, yeah, you, I know. I yeah. Know. We'll, we'll um, you can yeah. get creative with them. So sure. we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. No, no, there's good, there's good stuff. I'm not, I'm not trying to bag on challenges. I really, I'm really not. I, I'm, I'm really, I'm a pro challenge guy. So don't, don't think, don't think me wrong. I now, just the chat room did mention a couple of them. They can't be okay. negative. So that's a good one. That's you can't good. like DNFs. You, there used to be challenges for a hundred DNFs. You can't do that. So okay. they are trying to promote the positive thing. So that's good. No, that's cool. That's cool. No, it's interesting to talk about though. I mean, I'm not, like I said, I don't want anybody writing me and saying you hate challenges. I don't, I don't, I actually, I really, I actually like challenges. I haven't done many, but I see that as something to do in the future. And that's something that I think, um, and we don't really have time tonight to get into as far as what, you know, um, I, uh, Jesse, I think you're at a point in your geocaching career uh, where you found a, a certain number that I think that challenge caches, you're, you're jazzed about challenge caches. And mm-hmm. I think that for us, for Susan and I, I think we will get there at some point. But right now, I think we're still enjoying, you know, uh, Going, you know, we have kind of a different, and this is something that was mentioned by somebody else about, you know, um, different styles. I guess there's different different ways to do the sport, and so for Susan and I right now, um, challenge caches isn't really something we kind of look at. Although, like I said, we like them, but we're busy doing where we go off a weekend and do a bunch bunch of caches for that weekend. But there isn't a lot around us that that. Um, that's you know like I've always I've mentioned before. There's not a lot around around us that I either I don't own or I haven't found. So, um, but um, I, I think that there are uh, a lot of good things that we're going to get to as far as the like you said the positive. So, oh yeah. Uh, so I'm going to go back to yeah, go ahead filling out a challenge. So yeah, um, the. That's not the official steps, but the steps I would recommend based on the ones that I've done since that came back out. If you're going to have an idea and you're not, so somebody in the chat room mentioned that they've put out new caches since the challenges have come back out, but they haven't requested a checker. So what they did was they found an existing checker and published a, ca- a challenge like that in their area. So that wouldn't require much from the reviewer because it's generally going to be accepted, but that's not always true. Because what's accepted in one area is not going to be accepted in the other, obviously. Um, but if you're not, if you're requesting something new, I would talk to the reviewer first so that you don't go to all that effort and have a checker built and, uh, and then do a little research. So if the, if the, uh, reviewer says, yeah, that sounds like a good challenge. And then a checker can be built and you can put it on your page before you even try to get it published. You need to check and see if people in your area, a reasonable number of people in your area have already qualified for the challenge. Yeah, I mentioned about we talked about that a little bit before the show, and that is, if I complete something and I try to then get it published, they're going to come back and say, "Well, who else has done this challenge?" 
Well, I just happen to have an example of that. So. <laughs> well, tell us about this, <laughs> please. I, I'm not going to get too negative because then they'll uh, they'll mess with me like they're messing with you in the chat room right now. Okay, Tim that's said, good. Gary hates challenges. <laughs> right, that's fine. No, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. starting rumors, so, so I'm being positive now. No. <laughs> I can see um, that coming, yep. Uh, Christy was working out of town for a while and she was staying in the same location when she traveled. So I was going to hide a challenge, uh, where she was staying because we can maintain it. She's there all the time. It would be in a different state, but we're in both places at one time. So I talked to the reviewer. I looked at a challenge up there and I was just, and it won't get into the long story of it, but I was thinking Colorado and this was in Pennsylvania. And so I go to the challenge and she has the little thing and, I go, hey, here's my great new idea for a challenge, and here's a checker. And he goes, um, yeah, there's nobody here that's done this thing. Because you got to find a certain number of people. And there wasn't even like five people in the whole state. But it's it's different things that we do here. There's higher altitude and everything else. So just because it was great in my area and I didn't mm-hmm. even think twice about it, he goes, uh, dude, you know, there's not enough people here that have done that uh, to publish it. I was like, ah, I didn't but, even think about that. But still, yeah. if it, if it's qual- if it's a good challenge, mm-hmm. and we talked about this before, it it's something that's it's a good challenge. You've done it. It's something somebody else could do. It's not you know it, it's it it's a challenge. It should sit out there and be ready to go for those that. I don't know. I don't know. You know if there should be. I don't know. Maybe if one other person's done it, I don't know. Maybe there should be a. I don't think the the. That seems a little vague to me as to reasonable amount. Yeah, and there's there's a discussion um, we had with another cashier the other day, and if you have to have people that are already qualified for it, it's more like a reward cash than a challenge cash. You're you're putting it out for people that have already qualified for it. That's congratulations on what you've done. Not I'm challenging you to do this. So yeah, I understand why they wanted it to be reasonable, but I think there's. There's other ways to to do that as well. I agree. You know, the owner, that's a new thing. It was an unofficial rule before that the owner had to have completed the task before they put the challenge out. But I'm pretty sure it was unofficial and it wasn't a hard and fast rule. And now it is. They actually explicitly said it. So I think that's good because there's some of those crazy challenges out there too. Right. Right. They made some that were pretty, pretty unbelievable. But now that, you said, like you said, it, it, it does make sense. It's easier for them to, to verify. And it's easier for them to deal with. I think is if somebody's actually done it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, well as we stay on the positive side, <laughs> what are some, uh, what are some challenges that, that both of y'all uh, like either that you've either done or that you have seen and are interested in either doing or that you have qualified for haven't signed either for whatever reason. Um, and I'll just give the one that comes off the top of my head and then I'll let you two mention yours. But there is one in Florida that I qualify for and it's, uh, so I'd have to go to Florida to do it, but still it's kind of cool in that it's a cash. Uh, you had to have found a cash above 8,000 feet. Mm hmm. Um, I, I'm sure that's in the old system, but I think you could still do that as well. Cause verifiable on project GC, mm-hmm. I think anyways, uh, yeah, I'm not sure if it was old or new, I forget, but I, that's kind of cool. I mean, it's something that, you know, I have done, I found one Rocky Mountain national park above 8,000. So, um, that must've been an excellent earth cache. 
It was. Yeah, it's your it's your, it's your crazy <laughs> Earth Cash up there. Guy that loves Earth Cash is so right. much. Right. But like, you know, Sydney found one at Pike's Peak, or at least more than one. So, uh, uh, you know, there's another one that she could do. So, um, anyway, so what are some of those, what are some ones that come to y'all's mind that you think are good? So I like the classics that we've already mentioned. I'm slowly working on those. Um, I also did the Icons in a Day one. So even though that's not allowed to be published anymore, there is uh, one in my area that requires you to get at least nine Icons in a Day. I I haven't signed it yet. I just haven't gotten around to it, but now I know that I qualify. Um, Right. When I went to West Virginia... uh, few months ago um actually in maryland which is very nearby i found and signed a cache that requires you to find six icons in a day okay so i i found that ahead of time and i said oh i qualify for this one and uh even my boyfriend glenn actually qualified for that one too so he got to claim that one as well sweet so we made sure to to get that one while we were in the area now what what'd you do on that particular one as far as um, and this is something maybe you two can co- talk about as far as the old versus the new or if there's a difference, but what did you do? Did you just cut and paste in your log or did you tell them what did you do to say, cause you signed it, obviously that's, 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 you know, that's one thing, but you also had to, when you said you found it, you had to tell them, you know, without, otherwise you're gonna get your log deleted. What did you, what did you give them? Right. So this one, um, it actually did have a challenge checker for it. Okay. And uh, the, the neat thing about Project GC is, you know, you type in your username and then it tells you, yes, you do qualify or you don't. Um, and then it spits out uh, some some text for you oh, okay. that says, I use Project GC for blah, blah, blah. And here below is my list of qualifications. So that's a really neat feature. You can kind of copy and paste that into the bottom of your log if you want. Um, mm-hmm. And then it, it, it actually has the links so it links back to the cache page and to your log or something or whatever you want. So that's a little nifty feature about cool. challenge checkers. I like that. So Jasmine's the one we just finished and that was the most fun for us. Um, cause it involved travel and we got to go down there and we did it in Texas while we were down there. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we're working on does double Jasmine now and, and that's fun too. Um, fizzy, when we finished the, the fizzy challenge, we started looking further into that. And um, there's more than just like a single fizzy and double fizzy. <coughs> there's yeah. fizzy with um, only traditional caches, fizzy with no traditional caches. Puzzles or, yeah. or, I mean, or unknowns. You can do them a couple different ways, yeah. The, uh, the traditional fizzy, uh, so the fizzy magic one, um, a lot of places and a lot of states, I don't know the exact date. I think it's 2009. But to qualify for that, you have to finish your fizzy with, Cash is hidden before 2009. So nothing after that published after that date would count for that challenge. So that's what New York's is like. New York's yeah. fizzy challenge is you have to find all of your caches published before the date that that fizzy cache was published, which mm-hmm. is ridiculous because that just throws another kink into your, because you might think, Oh yeah, I found a cache of every DT combination, but then you look and they're not all the right dates or whatever. But that's, was, uh, that's not allowed anymore, I don't believe. No, it's not. They took away the date restrictions, so you can't... They can have found them anytime. So, 
but some of those old challenges are out there and it, it adds a different twist to it, you know, and as you, once you qualify for the fizzy or once you qualify for a challenge and you want to find a different twist to it to make it a little harder, you have to look for, for some of those like that. So it, it keeps it interesting, I think. Right. So what are, what are some of the other ones that you, that really come to mind that you really like, that you really are like, this was a good challenge. Um, Jasmine was my favorite. Fizzy was also fun. The uh, the one you mentioned, the four grids challenge, that was a lot of fun because it required kind of a culmination of multiple challenges. So we we qualified for that one, finished that one, and then published <laughs> well, one well, up here. What was funny about that one too was, and this is something we'll, we need to talk about too, but that one to sign the log, do you remember this one? You had to like, it was like, it was a very tough. It was a very tough DT to even get to the crazy, the crazy cash to sign the stupid thing. Oh yeah, I, that's the one that got me all cut up, wasn't it? The, it was, we started to go the, in, and then it was like we're on the wrong side, of, or you you ended up on the wrong side of the of the of the creek. And so I'm like, stay there. I'll drive around. I drove around to the other side to pick you up mm-hmm. because we both went in. And you'd gone further into that section to even get to the crazy thing it's, versus some of them that you found that are, they were five fives and yeah. like, it was, uh, Oh, here it is on a tree. And you know, it was like a, it was like a lamppost cash type thing almost. And that brings up a, another good point about the new challenges and the new rules is the difficulty terrain and how they're supposed to be according mm-hmm. to the rules. Yeah. The, uh, and there, before we'd get a lot of those, you get a lot of those five, five challenge, like a Jasmine would often be a five, five or a fizzy. And, uh, they would say, and like, you know, you read one of those old caches, the difficulty in terrain is based on the effort it takes to, to solve this challenge or to, you know, to qualify for this challenge. They address that in the new rules saying the difficulty should be the amount of effort for the challenge. And the terrain should be rated based on that, the terrain to get to that cache and sign the log. So that's what the official new rules are. So if you had a five, five, it would have to be a really difficult challenge and the, the log to sign would have to be in a difficult area to get to as well. So not a lamppost uh, that would no longer qualify. Well, I guess it could if it was at the top of a mountain or something, right? So, well, or you needed special equipment. That's right. That's right. You have to have special, special equipment, special not, equipment, not a ladder, special equipment, similar to scuba, Climbing gear or a boat. There you go. Oh boy, that's a whole other thing. Okay, I and I kind of got us derailed there a little bit. So tell us, tell me. I, I'm sorry. What are some other ones that that you like that you that you've done? Hmm. That you, um, we're not even the ones you've done. What are some What are some other ones that you think are? So I think the the next one, like we want to do, is um, the big the big two that we're working on right now. One will happen sooner than the other. Uh, so the later one will be get all 50 states. To us, that sounds great, but it could be years before we can do all that. The one that we really want to get done this year is the county challenges, the county challenge for Colorado. Colorado right. We is have it, several sure. less than you do, 190 less, I think, something like that than you do, but they're pretty remote areas to get to. So it is a, it is a significant mm-hmm. challenge to get over the mountains to get to all those on the, the western side of the but you're, of Colorado. but you're pretty close, aren't you? You're down to what, 16 or so? No, we've gotten 37 of them so far. Oh, you got a while to go then. Oh, okay. I thought yeah. you were closer than that. Okay. Oh, we got to get over to the western slope to okay to to get to ours. So that'll 
it'll require significant effort for us to to get over there. We'll have to stay overnight probably a couple times and 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 get them all done. But it's it's areas that we want to go visit, right? Yeah, so it's that that's right up Memphis' wife's. Uh, oh uh, yeah, she'll have that planned out and have us in a great place. That's that's right up her alley. Is to, to it's, it's like Susan too. She wants to you know she likes the 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 weekend you know or the the geocache trip. So, what was uh, the question in the chat room there, Sydney? That you were going to so, bring up? Go ahead. Yeah, Sydney. the question in the chat room is how do you search for a challenge cache? Okay. So my suggestion uh, would be to use Project GC, of course. I love Project GC. Mm -hmm. They have uh, links on their site for um, what they call a map of challenge caches. Mm -hmm. So basically, uh, and we'll put these, these links in the show notes as well, so you can check that later. But if you go on Project GC, you could go to this map and type in your state or maybe even your county, and um, it brings up a map of all the challenge caches um, that it is looking for basically it's searching for the word challenge in the cache title, which I believe is also a new requirement. It has to have <laughs> the word challenge cache in the title somewhere. Um, so then it'll, it'll bring up all those. And if you are um, a paying member, it'll do automatically. It will run a checker for you to see if you qualify or not. Um, mm -hmm. But if you aren't, you could just click on them and then the checker will be uh, on the page for that mostly if they have one for it anyways yeah, i think also real quick is that if you want to special like if you want to do it specifically for something like um i want to do it for all like in my area or my state give me every five five challenge and so you can yep. do it by dt rating so there's different there's different ways to filter it in such a way that you can kind of look for different things so i know right. somebody that may have run that that very query a few times so. that's right <laughs> i'm looking um no in fairness, though, I don't know if that map is it only. Can you only use that map if you're a paying Project DC member? No, you, anyone can use the map. Um, but uh, the perk of being a paying member in this instance would be that you could, if you are a paying member, you could look at this map and it'll automatically run the checkers for you. So if you do qualify, it'll have a little check mark on the little icon. If you don't qualify, it'll have a little no symbol. I think the circle with the little line through mm -hmm. it. Um, but if you aren't a paying member, you can still use the map. Um, you, it just won't run those checkers automatically, but you could click on the, the icon on the map and, and run the checker yourself. And one thing I'll say, so outside of Project DC, with the new filters on geocaching.com, um, you can run that a similar filter. It won't tell you if you're qualified or not, but if you, if you type in your state or area that you're trying to do it and then change the filters uh, to include the keyword challenge, and uh, also only select um, unknown or mystery caches. It'll pull up all the challenges in your area, you know, a list of them or whatever else. And then you can rank them based on how difficult they are, or how close they are, or whatever else, which is a good idea. If you're looking for, or if you're looking to put out a new challenge, one of the things is they don't want you to do the same challenges. There's one five miles down the street. So it's a good idea to do that search as well. Okay. What um what are some Sydney that you think are cool challenges that you'd like to either do or seen or, um, want, or 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 wish they were out or wish that, that they were out there? Yeah. So one that I've thought about placing um is to um for my state anyways to find like something like 10 of the top 20 favorited caches in New York state, which I do have. 
Cool. Because I've been to New York City. So a lot of the top favorited caches in New York are, are from New York City. Um, one being uh, the Bridges and Arches of Central Park. Right. Uh, multi-cache. Um, uh, one of the other ones is uh, the one at the Empire State Building. Um, and then a lot of the other ones are the ones at Niagara Falls, which I've also been to. Pretty so cool. if you've been to New York City and Niagara Falls, you, you might qualify. That was the thing that was hanging me up was I was the reasonable number of people that have qualified. So I was trying to go through and see, you know, if anybody I know in my area has qualified for that. But then I kind of, I don't know. I mean, I might still do it, but I might not. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and just a quick plug for the, um, you mentioned bridges and arches. Uh, the, the, the person that is the cash owner for the bridges and arches in New York city is going to be on the show uh, in uh, a couple months so, or next month. We're, we're trying to get a uh, solidify a date, but I think it'll be fascinating to talk to him about that, that multicast. That's a whole other thing, but you know, that's something that um, I, I like the idea for me or for us to do um, um, the, the, that idea of those caches that um, are to me are, are, are fairly memorable. And that is the, um, either they're old or they have, and I don't think you, can you do one where you're like, I found, um, let's say I was to find 20 in, I don't know if I qualify, so don't, don't kill, kill me in the, in the chat room, but let's say I, I, I want to do a, a 25 caches in the state of Texas that have a certain number of favorite points. I think you could do that as long as there's enough of them that, would qualify that are still out there. And like, if you said find 10 caches in Texas that have a thousand favorite points and there's only 10 caches, they wouldn't let you do that. If there was like 50 caches that, that met those, that criteria, Mm -hmm. they probably would. Cause one of the, one of the rules is it can't be a specific list. So you can't say you have to find 50 of Gary's caches Okay. You can't have a specific list like that. It has to be something that you can, they can choose whatever they want to do it. That still qualifies. Okay. So yeah. Okay. But so I, I didn't mention one challenge that I, that I qualified for a while back, but I thought it was a really cool challenge when it came out. Um, and I, I helped my daughter put the challenge out and this is under the old rules, but it's under her account. And she wanted to put a challenge out and it was kind of a, a jab. It was kind of a family jab, so she jabbed at me for it with this, the whole point of the cash. It was the five by five uh, challenge, so it's a five five of five different cash types. And she hadn't done it at the time, but the reviewer let her do it because of the old rules. And people love that challenge in this area because it's hard. You have to travel; they can't find them in, in in this state, and people had to travel around to do it. So, so a lot of the more adventurous cashers just raved about that challenge and. I think they would still let you do the challenge. You would have to have some, you know, different options on it, but um, that was an old one. And that's the kind of challenge that can get you to go out and try something that you haven't tried before. So that was kind of a neat one. Uh, I, that's not that everybody's qualified because there wasn't anybody in the area really qualified at the time, except for one or two people. So wouldn't fly into the current, but did mm-hmm. then, but it challenged people and people on the cash pages were saying, 
I never would have tried this except for this challenge. I went to this place because of this challenge. That's cool. I think that's a neat, that's a neat aspect of challenges that may or may not still exist. Right. That is awesome. So how many, we don't know, but how many of the old challenges do you think are still out there? Is there a way to, you could do a, you could check for challenge with the word challenge in it, but uh, with mm-hmm. a certain date. So I guess you could figure that out. But mm-hmm. I mean, obviously if you, if you liked the challenge, but well, I'm trying to think how to, how to word this. So um, if they get, if, if, if it's going to come up for archive, they're not going to, they're not going to let you, they're going to, it's going to archive. It's going to go away. I, I don't think that counts as a grandfather type. So you could adopt out an old challenge. Can you? I okay. believe. Yeah. It's not a grandfather. So you can't adopt out like a, a virtual or webcam, mm-hmm. but you, you could, cause that's still an existing type. So I think they would still allow that. Okay. They would still allow you to adopt an old one like that. Cool. So somebody mentioned there should be a special icon for challenge caches. That's interesting. <laughs> special icon that's a whole yes this is uh oh my gosh well right. and, and this oh gosh you know and, and let's get it let's let's finish up the show by talking about this a little bit uh, and there i thought and correct me if you know you you two correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't there supposed to be an announcement of some kind by project or project by geocaching.com after we were under this new system, weren't they supposed to come back and give us some sort of update? Uh, as far as I understood it, this is the conventional wisdom, so I don't have a you know an official memo. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the idea was that we're going to bring them back, and if people were still interested in them, so they kept putting them out under these new rules, and there wasn't as many problems with them, they would evaluate them for a year and then decide if they wanted to make them break them out and make them their own icon. Um, that was, so that'd be 12 days from now. Would so be a there's, year. there's still a chance that they could do that. Mm-hmm. Sure. There's still a chance. I haven't, I haven't heard anything, but I think that's the, I think that's the conventional wisdom of what they were going to try to do and evaluate. I don't know if y'all heard anything different. That's what I'd heard. That's what I heard. Um, I think, on some other podcast, I don't remember which, uh, Rock Chalk had talked about this, I think. And he said, you know, we're going we're gonna to see how it goes for a while and reevaluate in a year or so. If he exactly said a year specifically, I think it was more of like a general statement, but it is almost a year. And mm-hmm. hopefully they will make some sort of reevaluation or announcement and because it was mentioned that, you know, if people still like this and, you know, think it's a viable option, because a lot of people did think that challenge caches should have their own icon or mm-hmm. attribute or something. Because yeah. I think it's very hard for some people, especially newer people, to figure out what this unknown cache is. There's so many types of caches that can be classified as unknown. That it's just kind of like a, a catch-all. So I it, think breaking really that is. out might be beneficial. And then you could, if you don't want to look at challenge caches, you could just filter those out of your pocket query and be done with it. I like the icon idea too, because I think it really is its own type. It's not a puzzle. It's not a, you know, which, it's not an which, offset. It's its own type. Which should also be its own icon. That's another, that's a whole other show, but... I, I, 
I, I do you think that the reason why they don't break these out is because of the amount of back end server work that would require them to do, or why is it that we we can't get a new icon? I think it. I think it is. I think it's the back end, but I think there'd be the discussion of whether old challenges should just be grandfathered under the unknown and the new ones. Everyone published after this date is a new icon. Sure. And I think, I think that's what, in my opinion, and everybody will have a different opinion on this, but I think that's what they would have to do. Yeah. Because if not, you would have a brand new icon and somebody would switch one over that's been out since 2009. Right. It would mess everything up. I think you just have to grandfather in the old ones. Yep. And here's a brand new thing that comes out. Which which works perfect. That's just something they can do. I mean, they did it with this with the challenge caches. I mean, there's you can't do it in the old system. You can do it in the new system. So they they could easily, I think, they could easily do it with even with puzzles. It's like breakout mystery 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 caches are not necessarily puzzle caches. And so it's to me it's crazy that you've got. Especially, you know, we get Jennifer back on Team AJK. She, she, I know, I know she would, you know, she. There's plenty of times when she's like, I'm looking for a puzzle, and I get, I get something. I'm, I start reading it, and it looks like it's a puzzle, and then all of a sudden, oh, it's not. It's, it's something else. And so it's like, why can't we have a, you know, I don't, I don't see why we can't do that. But well, and uh, Mark in the chat room brought up that maybe the the rule about putting challenge in the title was their way of differentiating them. Okay. Um, which I think is, is valid, but I think there's no exclusionary rule for challenge on non-challenge caches. So there's current right. caches that are out there that have challenge in the title. So if they were going to go that route, they would have to exclude challenge from being allowed any other title. Just, okay. just a thought. I mean, that, that may be their idea, but I don't know. Because that was one thing that I was going to bring up earlier with Project UC is since they are searching for caches with challenge in the name, sometimes it picks up caches that are not challenge caches, but they have the word challenge in the cache name. Right. So that would be something they would have to differentiate. And the point that I brought up is I don't think that if you're creating a pocket query, I don't think you can filter by the cache name contains fill in the blank there. I know that their search allows you to search mm -hmm. for caches that do contain. I don't know if they do don't contain a certain word, but I don't think you can create a pocket query based on that. No, I think it, although now that we're kind of <laughs> bouncing that around the, uh, the filter, when you filter that, so you couldn't do a pocket query, but you can select and make a list off of that which could, could then be a pocket query. It's getting a little more convoluted, but I think that's where they're going with a lot of this stuff now, right, is the the list. That is what I've heard. I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll see. So I think there's mixed opinions in the, uh, in the chat room, too, as far as what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. so, well, yeah. We'll see. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. All Maybe right. we'll get some sort of announcement in 10 days. There you go. And there have been a few things lately that have been coming out. So maybe this is the time where they're going to start announcing, you know, little small minor changes have been coming out. So maybe, maybe something big is coming. We'll see. There you go. <laughs> That's uh, it. <up>. Just... <laughs> I'm, I'm being positive. 
Yep. I mean, yep. You are, yeah. you are. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're being positive. Well, um, anything else that we want to mention tonight about challenges before we wrap up? Oh, we could probably go on for I know, hours. I know we can. That's why I was trying, to, but we can't. We need to. We need to stop. So for tonight, we'll do this again. But um, anything else that anybody wants to mention? I would say uh, if you haven't done challenge caches, uh, look into them. They're fun to do. Uh, if you have done challenge caches and you like them, or even on the fence with them, consider creating some of your own. Um, if you're going to do that. The easiest way, if you haven't done them before and you're a little unfamiliar with them, is to just get on geocaching.com on the filter and just look at the challenge caches that have come out since because you can do it by date. You know, So select unknown, challenge in the title, filter them by date, and you can see a lot of the ones that have been allowed and have been published recently, and that'll give you an idea. You may want to bring one of those challenges to your area or adapt it for something you want and start with an easier one You know, to get published and just put one out there. What's the worst that can happen? You know, it, nobody likes it. You know, it's it, challenges are fun. They they may add that little spark to somebody else's game. Very cool. I love it. That's good. Good closing words. All right. Well, coming up on the show next week uh, for show number fifty. Wow, we're up to fifty. Um, <clears throat> we're going to do a twenty seventeen ASP geocaching mega recap. And Sydney, you have to go now because we're doing a show. So you can't. I'm going. You're going. So we want to hear. We're going to hear all. We're going to hear the scoop from the from somebody who will have been there about. I want to hear about those night caches. I want to hear about the whole. I want to hear about all of it. So we're really looking yep. forward. Looking forward to hearing. It's actually not supposed to rain this year. Yay! That, you're right. Which has been. So lately. knock on wood. It, I think it's rained every year at this event for the past many years so hopefully we'll get you know at least one day of the weekend where it doesn't rain awesome yep we're looking forward to hearing more about that and you know maybe we we, and something that i think is really good about these in recaps is also i hope people are looking at it as what are some things they do at this mega that maybe i could incorporate into a to an event that i could do myself so looking forward to hearing about uh all the all the nuances and all the different things that they do uh, at ASP this year. Um, show 51 on May 28th, we're going to talk about uh, my book. I know that seems sort of self-serving, ah, but so I so know, <laughs> but I want the discussion to be more, not about me, but more about what I used for the book, which is another Project GC item, which I really think is a fascinating discussion, which is Lower Wilson. And so what is Lower Wilson? Why should I care about Lower Wilson? So we're going to do that in a couple of weeks. And then uh, three weeks away, show 52, June 4th, we're going to have on Daryl W. Four. It's our one-year anniversary. Woo! Uh, woohoo! Isn't that incredible? One year. Sydney and I haven't been on one year yet, so we're okay. almost celebrating, right? We don't get, get to celebrate quite as big as you. <laughs> right. We just get to do like a halfway woohoo. I was on show two, I think. Though. I know you were. So we'll have well, to talk about you got to bring that up right now. We'll talk about that. <laughs> but um, yeah, but you guys are, you know, you're part of the family now, so you get to celebrate the one year anniversary. That, absolutely. So it'll be fun. Uh, we'll we'll do some fun stuff. We'll 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 uh, and Daryl W. Four was on show one, so he was gracious enough to come back and 
to be on show 52. So love having Daryl on. Just love talking to Daryl. He's such a great guy. Um, so anyway, so folks, we hope you enjoy the show tonight. Please email us your comments. We had some good comments last week, a good discussion. So please email us your comments. We'll get right back to you on on that. Send them to uh, geocachetalk at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocachetalk is for the show. Uh, I'm at, uh, at Gary Slinkard, all one word. Uh, Jesse and family are at Memphis underscore mafia. And Sydney is at Shermanator GC, all one word. And Facebook at facebook.com slash geocache talk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podcastpedia. Yes, it is a thing, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below. We've had a bunch last week. I really, uh, really appreciate when people do that. It really means a lot to, to the three of us uh, to know that people are subscribing so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. So until next week, don't just talk about geocaching. Go create a challenge or go complete a challenge and go geocaching. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night.